It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Hennessy. They say the game of basketball can take you far, but how far can you take the game? Make moves that start movements. Hennessy, the spirit of the NBA. Learn more at Hennessy.com. Please drink responsibly. Imported Cognac Hennessy. 40% alcohol by volume, 80 proof. Copyright 2021. Imported by Mowat Hennessy USA Incorporated. New York, New York. Hennessy is a registered trademark. Today on Locked On A's, the guys from Locked On Rays ask me a bunch of questions, starting with what I think about the Mark Kotze hire. Then they ask me about Brent Honeywell and also what is to come for the A's offseason. So let's get into it. You are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. And before I send it over to the actual interview with the Rays guys, I just wanted to give you guys a little bit of a heads up on the the schedule for the week. And that is uh, today we got this episode Tomorrow, we have our Festivus episode where I talked with Bryce, who I did a Festivus episode with on last year. And then uh, we also have Millard Shane Thomas of Locked On Diamondbacks, and we're airing grievances like no other. So that'll be a lot of fun. And then on uh, Thursday and Friday, I will have parts two and three of my talk with the Rays guys. So uh, that is what's coming up for you guys this week. And then I am... Uh, having a baby next week. So that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, and then we got, you know, episodes coming for you guys then as well. So make sure to subscribe to the podcast wherever you like here in podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, and also thank you so much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. But here, is my talk with Ulysses and Kevin slash Kyle from Locked On Rays. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Rays podcast. And today, Ulysses, we have the pleasure of being joined by Jason Burke, who is the host of the Locked On A's podcast. Jason, how are you doing today? I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me. I am uh, going to do this is for people that are listening. Uh, our second time recording this portion of the podcast, just the intro. And so I'm going to do the exact same thing. I'm so happy to be talking to my good friend Ulysses and also Kyle Tucker, who is here right now. Uh, This is truly an honor, Kyle. Thank you so much. Of course, absolutely. I know I sometimes or uh, in some ways look like Kyle Tucker, although some have said I'm better looking than Kyle Tucker. So Most definitely, yeah. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate it. Not as athletically gifted or talented or rich as Kyle Tucker, unfortunately. So there's a trade But you got him on looks. There you go. That's one category, baby. I can trick the ladies and say, yes, I'm Kyle Tucker. (laughs) 
I'm not quite as tall as Kyle Tucker. He's about six four. I'm about six two. But there you go. Put some lifts in my shoes like Tom Cruise, and I'm good to go. Roll around Tampa. I, I tell people I'm, I'm six four all the time. I'm probably six two, so it's fine. Yeah, okay. roll with That's... it. You're six four now, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate <laughs> it. Everybody lies about their height. Everybody <laughs> lies on their resume. Everybody lies about their height. If you're six foot. You're 5'10", Alex Bregman. I'm sorry. <laughs> How tall is then Jose Altuve then? Uh, 4'11". He is, is he actually lying? Yeah, that's what he's... Yeah, 4'11". Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My, uh, you know, eight-year-old niece is... Uh, <laughs> taller. Taller than Jose Altuve. Yeah. There we go. Height jokes. We're off to a, a, a roll here. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jason. Yes. Mark Kotze. That is yeah. the new manager of the Oakland A's. He is. Thoughts on the hire? I don't know. I'm, I'm one there. A's fandom is split into two camps right now. And I think that I fall in the, I don't know. And I'm going to throw it back to you guys here in a sec, but my, my basic thoughts are, I don't know much about his managerial tactics. And I know that he is one of the A's guys. And from, as an internal hire, I like him a lot. He's, he also, he had a big moment for the A's in the playoffs in 2006 with the inside the park home run and the ALDS. That was fantastic. Uh, thoroughly enjoy that. I have no ill ill thoughts about Mark Kotze in general. I really like him as a person, but I guess that I'm wondering whether or not they would have been better served to take maybe, I don't know, the Rays bench coach or the Astros bench coach and get some different blood in there, some different thought processes. Uh, the players seem to be happy with the Mark Kotze hire, which is great. You want a guy that your your players are happy with, but at the same time, is he going to be challenging the way that they think or approach the game? I'm not sure. So that's where I am going to be intrigued to learn more about him. I'm not mad at the hire, but I think that they could have gone a different route and maybe potentially gotten better results. And it's going to be an interesting time for the A's, you know, with, with the moves that are probably coming this offseason. How are they going to be attacking all of that stuff? So, uh, and can he develop talent. Uh, I don't know how good it, he is at any of this stuff, whether or not he can manage just a regular baseball team, whether or not they're rebuilding or not. So there's a lot on the table and a lot of questions that I'm going to have. I'm going to be watching him very closely this coming season. But uh, my, my question for you guys is Kevin Cash was, he, he was also a brand new manager when he came to the Rays. Is that correct? Yeah. Mm hmm. So what were the expectations for him? What were you guys looking out for? What did you what did what did you hear about him before he actually got the job? And uh, you know, obviously he's been doing okay. So it's not like somebody with no experience can't do well. The, the other two guys that I mentioned also have no experience. But um, you know, what what was your thought process when Kevin Cash was hired? I guess is my main question here. Honestly, uh, I remember exactly where I was. I was in a hostel in Barcelona. And and I and I read that Kevin Cash had been hired. Disappointment, honestly. Uh, you know, if if I'm being completely honest with you, disappointment because there were so many other names. I think Eduardo Perez was in the running. Barry Larkin, you know, names with a little bit more of baseball stature, maybe mm -hmm. baseball elite. And so you were like, man, really? You're going with Kevin, the guy that I remember always as a backup catcher for so many other teams, including the Devil Rays. So it was a disappointment at first, but the the work that he has done that he has shown to to be able to do with the 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 payroll the 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 injuries the division that they they're, they're in I mean Kevin Cash has basically just flipped that on its head at least on my opinion of being disappointed to being wow uh, very lucky to to have a, a guy that um, 
that can handle a room like 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 he does. Was it the same for you, Kevin? Yeah, for the most part. The only thing I really knew about Kevin Cash leading into it was, yeah, he wasn't a good hitting catcher uh, back in his days, and he was a local kid. He was originally from Lutz. He went to Gaither High School. He went to Florida State University, so he had that local tie, if you will. Uh, and I know there's a lot bigger names out there, or there were at the time, Barry Larkin, Eduardo Perez, but then again, you look at, just because you have a big name, just because you had a great career does not mean you're going to be a good manager right. or a coach. And in, in fact, a lot of times it's the opposite guys that, you know, learned and, and really had to grind and struggle their way to make it to the big leagues and have staying power are, are the guys that can best connect with players. Barry Bonds didn't work out as a hitting coach. Why? Maybe some of it was the fact that the game came extremely easy to right. him. Like, Hey, just hit the ball. No, I, I, I'm not as good as you, Barry Bonds. You got to help me out. You got to give me some tips and techniques. Whereas Chad Matola gets rave reviews. Yeah. So, um, well, and so I, I will say I am also very happy that it wasn't like a Buck Walter type or anything. So have fun mm -hmm. with him, Mets. Um, I, I'm happy that it wasn't like an old guard person. I, I wanted somebody with a little bit more youthful vigor. Uh, I, I am totally fine that he doesn't have the experience. I'm just intrigued to see if it, the internal candidate works out or an external candidate might have been a better hire. That's all that I'm debating between right now. But when, when you talk about internal hire, you know, him being in, in this organization, mm -hmm. not only as a player, but late, you know, since basically six, seven seasons now, yeah. was it like a runaway? I mean, was it just like for, were you just waiting for the social media tweet uh, from like two months ago? Or was it still like, oh, wow, they went with Kotze? Uh, no, it, it seemed like it once Bob Melvin went, it, there was speculation. I was like, I mean, the internal guy that you would go with is Katze, in my opinion. And there, there, there was other guys in the running, but uh, if they had given it to, I don't know, the A's hitting coach, there probably would have been uh, so, some harsher words on A's Twitter. Um, but I, I felt like he was the guy. He'd been wearing a bunch of different hats the last few seasons. He's been trained to do all of this stuff. It, you know, he's been working his way up to be the manager. And so that it didn't really catch us by surprise necessarily. It was more so, are they going to go internal with Kotze basically or external? And then it became more clear that it was going to be an internal guy and therefore Kotze uh, the last week or so. So that, that's how it went down. It was a good time. Coming up on the show, we are talking about Bob Melvin and also Brent Honeywell. But first, this holiday season, grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. Built Bar, filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs and fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. And because this is the season of peace and love, do not bring up your favorite Built Bar flavor at family parties. People are so passionate about their favorite flavor that they'll fight for it and things could get out of hand. Do not punch your family members this winter uh, at, at, your, at your holiday parties fighting over which one's better, cookie dough chunk or chocolate brownie chunk. They're both equally delicious and we can just live in peace and harmony with that information but if you want to get your hands on some of these delicious built bars all you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code lock 15 and you will get 15 percent off of your order use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off at built.com 
come and do not fight your family. This episode is brought to you by Smart Food, the sweet, salty snack you need this holiday season. Air pop popcorn tossed in delicious white cheddar cheese or mixed with sweet caramel and cheddar. It's the perfect snack for your smart holiday party. Learn more at smartfood.com. Jason, is this your roundabout, long-winded way of saying that you'd prefer that Bob Melvin had stayed with the athletics? No. I mean, I, I like Bob Melvin a lot, and uh, I... I'm happy for him, I think is what it is, uh, that the Padres are a super exciting team and go manage the crap out of that team, Bob Melvin. Mm -hmm. And I, I didn't want him to have to go through another rebuild. He doesn't deserve that. He deserves to be, you know, I, I like Bob Melvin a lot, so I'm happy for him if he finds success or if he's happy somewhere else. That's great. Good job, Bob Melvin. Um, but what, the A's will see what they got to do. It's going to be a new challenge because they're probably going to be making some big trades, which I'm sure we'll talk about here at some point. And uh, it, that could very much change who they should hire. And so it, Bob Melvin, he'd been there a while. Maybe his words weren't hitting the, the right way, but the players still seem to love him. But, uh, you know, it's always nice to get some new blood every now and then, but the A's don't change managers very often. Um, so, you know, Connie Mack was there for 50 years, and then they've had a few guys since. And that is, I mean, there was like the 70s where they changed all the time. But uh, since then, it's been like La Russa, And then, you know, you got your Bob Garens and uh, your Ken Makas and then Bob Melvin and now Mark Kotze. So, I mean, there's been a few others, but they're still. like the Steelers of <laughs> yeah. uh, baseball, essentially. I think we've had 16 managers is what the, the tweet said earlier today. 16 managers in like the history of the A's. And that's that insane. is wild. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 crazy talk. Uh, the Rays might have already like they're on their way to ten uh, already. Uh, you, you mentioned it, so I, I won't feel too guilty. But you mentioned rebuilding. Mm -hmm. You mentioned trades. Um, obviously, the the Rays and the A's uh, have had you know good trades in the past. But there was one that was uh, maybe three weeks before the lockout ended. The mm -hmm. the Honeywell get for for yeah. the A's. How do you see Brent Honeywell fitting in for the A's in 2022? Is he going to be a guy in the bullpen? Is he going to be stretched out for a starter precision? Because the other T word is trade. So mm -hmm. because we might see a starter from the, the A's being traded, is that where Brent Honeywell comes in? I think that he said that he wanted to start or he would prefer to start. And I'm okay with that. Obviously, he's been dealing with some injuries of late, so uh, you, you kind of want to get what you can out of him. Um, so that is one concern. Also, the A's have, what, six years of control of him? So uh, they can slow play it if they want to. And he was a top prospect in 2018. So uh, I'm very excited to see what he has if he's healthy. And that's a big if, obviously. But if he's healthy, I'm expecting not like a a huge breakout season, but you know, a pretty decent season, you know, maybe league average, maybe a little bit worse, but you know, a nice building season to start building a career on. And then you can trade them in a few years. Um, but it, I guess where they're going to, where the A's would like to put him kind of depends on some of the moves that they end up making. Um, they, they have lots of holes in the bullpen right now and lots of guys that are out of options. So maybe they trade some of those other guys because Brent Honeywell has the pedigree. He he can do it, I, I would imagine, if he can stay healthy. And uh, I, I think that he was brought in because they definitely have a spot for him on the big league roster, unless he just gets completely rocked in spring training. 
I don't see them even cutting him then. They're going to give him some sort of a shakeout in, in the major leagues. So we'll see what happens there. But it's there, there's going to be trades. And it just, are they going to be trading three-fifths of their rotation? Are they going to be trading one-fifth? It depends. And so we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess, is what goes there. But I, I think that I would probably slot him into the rotation and maybe a long man kind of relief role, but... You know, one of those two. He's going to be getting probably 80, 90, maybe 100 innings. I don't think they're going to try and push him too, too hard. That's not a bad return for cash considerations. No, no. It, no. it really isn't for, for maybe even a four or five starter. Coming up, we're talking about A's and trades. But first, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the College Bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. That is promo code locked on, one word, all caps, locked on. You know, like locked on A's, but without the A's, it's locked on the name of the network. Use that, get 50% on your welcome bonus, and that's that's a heck of a deal right there. And they got you covered from basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, and UFC right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait to take advantage of all of the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your favorite sports, so do not wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available because bet online is where the game starts. This episode is brought to you by AT&T. AT&T is opening connected learning centers across the country, opening doors for students in need by giving them access to free high-speed internet, computers, and educational resources that can keep them learning. It's just part of our ongoing commitment to help more students stay connected. Because when students stay connected, they get closer to their dreams. To learn more, visit att.com slash connected learning. Now, you talked about 60% of the rotation might go, maybe, maybe only one guy in that rotation. Where are you in that spectrum of the 2021-2022 uh, offseason as an A's guy? Do you see it as, okay, uh, Olsen, Manaya, Bassett, Montes, Chapman, are they all gone? Is only one of them gone? Like, what do you expect this offseason to kind of be for, the, for, for, for Oakland and A's fans? I think that my expectation would be that Olsen is gone because okay. he had a fantastic season in 2021 and his value is probably never going to be higher. I don't know that he can necessarily exceed what he did. He might be able to repeat it, but I, I feel like we saw peak Matt Olson and he's got two years of control left. So the longer you hold on to him, the less control that the team that would be acquiring him would have. So this would be the time that you're going to trade him if you're going to trade him and you're going to get a pretty solid return for Matthew Kent Olson. And so if you're going to be start rebuilding and you're not going to resign him anyway, trade him now, screw it. And then if you're trading Matt Olson, why not trade everybody else? Um, and so if you're going to be trading Olsen, the other guy that I would expect to see moved is Frankie Montas because he has the highest ceiling. He also stayed healthy for the first time or didn't get suspended for the first time. He played a full season. Let's say that, uh, in 2021. And he was pretty, he was pretty darn good. He was really, really good. He had a few blow up starts. 
uh, in the beginning, in the first half of the season, but the second half of the season, he was amazing. He was just lights out. Uh, he gets lots of swings and misses on that splitter, and I think that they could get a nice, solid return for him as well. And then from there, I'd probably start depleting that rotation because the other two guys that you got in there are Chris Bassett, who's a he's a workhorse. He's amazing. I love watching Chris Bassett pitch. Uh, this they say that his stats aren't great. He he's been fine. He's been really good, comparable to Garrett Cole, who I'm sure you guys are tired of facing. Uh, <laughs> but he's been a really, really good pitcher, and he's going to go out there and give you innings at the very least um, and give give up like three runs. He's going to give you a quality start basically every time he goes out there. And uh, it, he's a great teammate. So I think that he would be a solid addition. He might not have as big of a prospect return, but I think that the value to the team that he would be going to would also be high. And then you got Shamanaya, who... Had a really, really crappy month of August, but uh, and that really tanked his stats. He had like a 3.92 ERA at the end of the season, but he also had like a 9 ERA in August. But other than that one month, he was really, really good. So I could see him being a valuable trade piece as well. So that could be three-fifths of the rotation right there, and we haven't even talked about Matt Chapman leaving uh, you know, as well. Um, Chapman could go either way. I'm not sure. Uh, I'd, I'd say that those would be the four guys. Well, you know, uh, you got... Olsen and Montas, those those would be the top two guys that I would see. That if they start trading guys, those are the first two. And then probably after that, Bassett and Manaya, And then maybe Matt Chapman, just because Matt Chapman's had a couple of down years in a row at the plate. And you kind of want to sell on the upswing, as you guys are aware of. And uh, I, I don't know that he's on the upswing just yet. But if they're getting fair offers for Matt Chapman or what they think that they can get for Matt Chapman even if he has a little bit of a bounce back, then I think that he could also be on the move. It's just a matter of what kind of trades are they fielding for Matt Chapman. Uh, he, he struck out a whole bunch last year. He was also coming off a hip surgery during the offseason. So uh, is his hip going to be better? I assume that it is. And so I would expect him to have a very, very nice 2022 season. So you don't want to sell him too early if he's going to be nice and healthy and out there producing. So uh, those would be the main guys to watch out for. There's also... Ramon Laureano, who's going to be suspended, so I don't really think he's going to go, but he's also right. a very valuable trade uh, piece, according to the Trade Values website. And then there's Sean Murphy in a, in a catching market that doesn't have a lot of options right now. He could also be a huge, another nice piece that could bring back a nice, a really good return for the A's. So uh, he also has four years of control left. So uh, yeah, anybody could be in play for Sean Murphy. So they could... Get rid of everybody. We could have. We might know like five guys on the team for next year. As of right now, there's not a lot. It's like that. Uh, I don't know if you were a, a fan of Arrested Development, Kevin. Have you ever seen that show? Man, we are not clicking on the TV shows with the movies. Nothing. No. It's a fire sale. It's a fire sale. <laughs> you know. It's, you got. I got do nothing you want me to emphasize the fire. I'm sorry, Jason. You're with me though, right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Give me an office oh, reference. Man. Help me out here. Sing grace. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> All right, I'm going to leave the room now. You guys can finish up. Locked it's on a banana, Michael. How much could it cost? <laughs> yeah. uh, two questions related to this, Jason. First off, which of those players or another player would upset you most to see traded? Like, man, Ooh. really, why did they have to get rid of this guy? Like, I could I, make you mention a lot of names. A, like, the, there's so many yeah. possibilities, but, you know, which guy is, is really like, man, Really, I, I could make a case for a bunch of them. Uh, Matt Olson just has such a nice swing. I love watching that, and uh, I I really like Matt Olson. He just 
He's always mm -hmm. smiling. He has such nice hair. He's a good-looking guy. So you like having one of those on the baseball team. <laughs> and then uh, Shamanaya is just such a delight to watch. Uh, I love him as a person. He looks just like he's having fun, and he's goofing around. He's doing stuff with his hair. He's he's just a fun guy. And Chris Bassett has worked his butt off, his butt off for this franchise. And uh, I, I just appreciate the hell out of him. And uh, he doesn't ha you know throw the hardest, but he gets the results. And I... I admire that about him, too. And I'm leaving out Matt Chapman, not on purpose, just because I don't know that he's going to be traded. So I, I went with the other three guys first. And Frankie Montas seems like a nice guy, too. I, I like him. He, he's always on Instagram posting pictures of him with the family, and I think that's adorable. God, Jason. <laughs> so all of them. Yeah, so, so you're just <laughs> ready for your heart to be just crashed into pieces in the next couple months. I mean, I've done this a few times now, so I'm like, eh, you know, you get ready for it like a year ahead of time. I've got a nice protective coating over my heart at this point. Like, yeah, all right, cool. That sucks. Uh, yeah. Hopefully they get traded to a team that I can wa like like watching them on. Like if one of them goes, like if Ramon Laureano got traded to the Padres, I'm like, hey, that's cool. He gets to be with Bob Melvin. They love each other. That'd be great. But, uh, yeah, be, be on a fun and exciting team. Don't trade them to the Astros, please. That's all that I'm asking, really. <laughs> just, to, just don't trade them to a team where I'm like, eh, they suck now. I don't like them. Um, even the Dodgers. I, I'm not a big Dodgers fan anymore. They, they've they've peaked out for me, I think, at this point. I liked them for a minute, and now I'm like, eh, they're fine. Yeah, um, yeah there, there's I – mean, I don't want Matt Olson to go to the Yankees, but – they do, uh, they do have some prospects that I'm very interested in. Mm -hmm. So, And that, that's the other side of the coin for me is obviously they might rip my heart out. But at the same time, uh, there, there's going to be some returns that I'm going to be very excited about because I love getting very hyped about prospects for no reason whatsoever. I'm like, ooh, they have a 60 hit tool. This guy's going to be amazing. And then I dream on that until they get to the big leagues. And then the process starts all over again. It's a good time. Yeah, it's funny hey, because... Uh, yeah. <laughs> so Fangraphs actually just did a review of the athletic system, their farm system, and said, quote, yeah. it's not very good. So it's I not. think some trades are coming. And that's where I'm going to cut this episode. We have plenty more of this conversation left coming for you guys on Thursday and Friday. Tomorrow, I am talking with Bryce of Locked On Rangers and Millard of Locked On Diamondbacks. We're going over our Festivus gripes, what we like about our teams, what we dislike about our teams. And we're also picking our Feet of Strength champions. Last year, I picked Matt Olson, and he went head-to-head -head with Joey Gallo and Nolan Arenado, and he destroyed the competition. Did I pick him again, or did I come up with a way to not? And who did I pick in his stead? I didn't pick Matt Olson. So tune in, find out who I picked, and uh, see if you agree or disagree. Who's going to lead the A's and homers? So it should be a lot of fun. But uh, that's all that I got for you guys today. Thank you so much again for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. Now go make Sully and Locked On MLB your second listen. He's always got great takes. Go check out Sully and Locked On MLB. He's free and available on all platforms, just like Locked On A's. If you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube page. It's fantastic over there. And also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And, uh... That, that's all that I got for you guys today. So until tomorrow, happy Festivus, pre-Festivus, happy Festivus, you guys. But uh, go out and celebrate good times, Ace fans, and I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.